What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hold a Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Duran. I got my co-host, Jay Bob on. What's going on, bro? How much going on? Looking forward to another great episode tonight. Um, want to quickly remind you, you can follow, you can catch us on Grind City TV Tuesday nights, prime time at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can download on your Roku TV and Google Play app. Also, you can follow us on TikTok at Hold a Husband. You can also like us on Facebook at Hold a Husband. That's all. That's all I got. All right, T. Uh, I also want to remind you all, you can catch the audio playback of the show every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the core94.com. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my man, Brother Soul Productions, for keeping us laced with our background audio. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And I also want to sh- send a shout out to all of our supporters that have been donating through our Cash App and our PayPal. Uh, we definitely appreciate the support. So anything you can afford to give, continue to donate. Uh, tonight's episode is titled Digital Dating. Uh, and we're going to be bringing on a guest a little bit later that specializes in dating apps. So we're going to be talking about d- dating online and through dating apps. Uh, but before we get into all that, y'all know around here we like to discuss stuff that we see on our timelines or things that have been trending. Uh, so we got a couple of interesting videos uh, that we wanted to take a look at this week. Uh, the first video uh, that I that I have is a lady breaking down what she calls the three box theory of dating. Let's take a listen. Box theory is if you meet a guy in a romantic setting, you meet him in a bar or at a dinner party or like you go on a date, he will put you into one of three boxes. He wants to date you, he wants to sleep with you, or he wants nothing to do with you. If a guy wants to date you, there is very little you can do to change his mind. You can sleep with him on the first date, you can get super drunk, you can puke on his shoes, he will find it endearing. If a guy just wants to sleep with you, you can hold out six months. You can talk about Jesus for your first three dates. He's still not going to want to date you. And if he wants nothing to do with you, sorry, just move on. I think women get so caught up in, when should I sleep with him? When should I? It really doesn't matter. Then people say to me, well, Tanks, that puts all the power in like the guy's hands. You're looking at it the wrong way. The point is, it should be totally freeing because you should sleep with him when you feel like sleeping with him. It will not matter. Okay, now there's a lot to unpack, and uh, I think she's on the right path, but I don't think uh, her theory's really accurate. Um, I don't think when a guy meets a girl, she's automatically placed in like a definitive box. Um, when we when we initially meet people, we have assumptions or pre um, prejudgments that we make based off what we see or what we may have heard about them. Um, and then we kind of make judgments as we as we go along to confirm or deny what we thought, right? Um, exactly. So if a, if a guy, I, I don't think guys look at a chick and then just automatically decide that he wants to date her. I think right. I think for most guys, we know who we're willing to give our time and energy on getting to know. Right. You know, it's, you know what, this isn't necessarily a new concept per se. Um, Tariq Nasheed wrote a book about a little 15 years, Player Be Played. It was catered to women about dating men. And he said something similar. He, he said, like, when a man initially dating or meets you, he's going to put you in one or two categories. And that's the lover's category or someone you just basically, he's basically just trying to have sex with upon, you know, the initial beginning dating stages. So it, it, that resonated when she first said this but when a guy meets a woman like okay 
he, he's not going to necessarily play. Some will play Simone Pettis, but he's not going to necessarily play Simone Pettis still. He wants to see, okay, he want, most men who, who are successful and want to see if they're compatible first and foremost right. before anything. Yeah, like I, I don't think men that are successful women make these predetermined. They don't predetermine right. these things. It's figured out as you go along because you can be on date a date first date with a chick and she'll say something that you you know right then that you're cutting her off and you ain't gonna never talk exactly. To her. You know what I mean? Like, and you can be in a situation where you saw the chick's Instagram or her pictures or whatever and you thought she was a thought, but you end up going on a date with her, hanging out with her, and you see she's, you know what I'm saying, like she's just into fitness or whatever the case may be. Like right. your perception of what the situation is is going to change based off what you experience. So, well, I, and, and another thing that she said that I, I think is inaccurate or is, is built off of a misconception is the just sex perspective. Like those situations where a guy just wants to casually date a chick or doesn't want to commit to a woman, that's usually involves more than sex. Like going out, talking on the phone, hanging out, going to dinner, doing different activities, that counts as more than sex. So when women have this, he either wants to date you or it's just sex, like, no, most situations are somewhere in between. So I think that's right. kind of a, a, a deceptive well, place to exactly. present. Well, here's the thing. A guy meets a woman that he's interested in He's going to date, like I said, he's trying to gauge us and see, okay, where's her interest? Is the interest mutual? Is this somebody he can see right. himself pursuing something longer term? Because you're going to, here's the thing, when you meet somebody, you're going to give somebody benefit of the doubt until they prove otherwise. They might do things that you'll be like, damn, this is a deal breaker. I don't want to deal with this woman no more. Or she might do something, you know what? Damn, you know, I might be able to see myself pursuing something long. She has that, at least has the potential. Right. And but it 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 it's all built off your initial experience. The exactly. initial physical attraction had to be there. You had to make some type of effort or suggestion to be able to get some kind of contact information. And then from there, you're spending energy hitting her up, inviting her places. She should be doing the same thing. That's how a dating situation gets off the ground. Exactly. But the way most people operate is the decision making is constantly ongoing. Like, because at any given moment, a person can block and delete you and ghost you. Um, exactly. So, so most guys don't go into it preset or making a judgment based off initially. And so what she's saying about, like, if a guy wants to date you, there's almost nothing you can do. No, yes, there is a lot you can do. There, There's a lot of situations where a dude thought she was girlfriend material until he actually got right. to know you. Until they actually started hanging around you and then he saw you was insecure and petty and you know what i'm saying like that's how you get to figure out whether you actually compatible with somebody or not and it ain't right. just because it don't mean we right. enjoy the sex or we attract us to each other it's more right. than that exactly but because at the end of the day that requires spending time with somebody to to know that stuff right you're not going to just know automatically right away here Right. I mean, a lot of people don't don't seem to get that, though. Uh, well, I think it's women now, that don't seem to get that. Well, they're, like you said, there are guys that, that preach this same kind of rhetoric. So there are guys yeah. that believe in this type of stuff, too. I just, I don't think it represents reality or it's not, it's not fluid enough to explain what really happens. Um, it, it, it gets you on the right part because guys do compartmentalize. And so a guy can know for a fact that 
he's not going to take you seriously. But I think that's more based off the guy's dating predicament, not what he his his assumption about this chick. If he got a if he's in college and he got a main chick at home, then he ain't dating nobody seriously. You know what right. I'm saying? Like so. It's not that, that you wasn't girlfriend material or whatever. It's his situation is why he didn't handle you like the girlfriend, et cetera. So um, I just think that's that's kind of the pers- perspective that people have that's really generic and inaccurate. Um, and it doesn't deep take a deep dive into what actually goes on. Um, but this this next post kind of breaks the ice on, on another topic that I hear talked about. Um, <laughs> It's called post-nut clarity, um, a situation where a guy, his feelings or his thoughts about a woman don't become clear until after he has sex with her. Uh, let's take a listen to see what they have to say. Women will never understand post-nut syndrome. It, I do yeah, not yeah, think they understand post-nut it. syndrome because this is something exclusive to us. Yes. And well, like, I don't know I like you until I come. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah. You do not yeah, know. Yeah. And it's and that's why it's so fucked up. Like, when, you know, women think we're fuckboys or mm-hmm. we're pieces of shit as dudes. It's like, you don't get it. I think I like you. Right. Everything I'm saying to you, I believe. Right. And my dick is just like, yeah, we're going to find out. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> we gonna see. And there are times where you nut, and it's like, damn. Yeah, you realize you made a mistake, especially if the woman is really into you, and you're really not into her, and you're like, yeah. oh, I made an error. And then you do feel like an ass. Uh, I've heard conversations about this all the time. Um, but I think you've got to have some fuckboy in you if that this that type of predicament is what you experience, because... I can have sex with a chick and then things fall apart after that. But that's usually right. because her behavior changed, her expectations or what what meaning she attached to sex didn't align with what I you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's there's usually a drastic change. Like I I can't think of a situation where I've liked the chick, shot my shot, interacted with a chick, and then got to the point where we had sex and I'm like, ah, no, nah, I don't like you no more. Like <laughs> now you the sex could be bad but that's one thing you know what i'm saying like having uh, a bad sexual experience where you like i don't want to smash again that's different than i don't like her um now when you when you are drunk or you in a situation or you end up smashing somebody you shouldn't have smashed you smash the ex at home yep. you know what i'm saying like you did something <laughs> that you you right. knew better you knew better, but you did it anyway because you got horny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, that kind of clarity where you wake up like, oh, man, I done fucked up. Or now I'm going to have to deal with her. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that you cut off for other reasons. That se- sounds more like a description of post-nut clarity. Like you you made a bad decision because you was horny. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it a step further from what you're saying. I, I, Think you probably have done this at one point or another, and all the men listening here, right? We've all slept with somebody that we're not exactly proud of sleeping with at one point or another. And yeah. I think that's what he's talking about. And you're like, you know, you wake up the next morning, you're like, damn, what was I thinking? And it could be a situation like you said, maybe you were drunk, and maybe, you know, it's 2, 3 a.m. You're like, damn, nothing going on. You called, you know, someone maybe ain't, you wouldn't walk out with in public, whatever the case may be. Hey, why don't you come through? And she know what time it is. And then you wake up, and then you. Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of stuff. It's smashing right. somebody that's off limits, smashing yeah. your homeboy's little <laughs> sister, 
You know what I'm saying? It, it could be a lot of stuff where you, after the fact, uh, you're like, damn, right. damn, how am I, I going to handle this now? You know what I'm saying? Like, but she's going to act different. It's it's really kind of obvious when when the body language that a woman displays when you smashing her. Like, so it could be all kind of stuff like that. You know, like, you got you got a girl and now you you don't want the, the other chick to start acting different. Like, there there's a lot of things that guys regret after sex. Um, but but to do what they described in the video where I like you, I like you, I like you, then I know right. it and I don't. To me, that's fuckboyism. You know I, what I'm saying? Like I, mean, listen, I, I can't say authentic. I, I mean, even during the sex, I mean men saying things like they probably don't even really be like, yo, you you love it. I I think you posted this so this is man, this is maybe a few years back. It was a plies video. He's like, and she asked the door, said, You love me? He said, Yeah, or something like that. And he's like, Do you really expect me? Do you really Think I really mean that? You know, it's all sex. Anything goes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that you, happens you, you too. Caught up in the, you can get caught up in the in the in the moment and say, say yep. stuff. Um, because you, you you know a lot. a lot of times drugs, alcohol can be in the play. Like, um, right. So people say and do a lot of stuff. Because if you think about it, man, the stuff we do when we horny is disgusting. You it know, what I'm like if you're not if you're not horny, you just think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Man, she was at work, and then after work, she came and sat right on my face. Like, now when you horny, that's that's lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it smells good, and everything is good. But if you think think about it, when you're not horny, you'd be like, man, that's nasty. That's disgusting. Exactly, and especially like you just said, especially let's just say drugs and alcohol is involved, right? Because if you high as a kite or you've been drinking, right? That's going to impair your thinking. So you're and you're horny, so you're really not going to think logically whatsoever. True, very true. All right, man, let's keep the ball rolling, man. Uh, we try to respond to some of the questions that we get in the DMs on our Hold Up Cuz We podcast Instagram page. So if you are interested in having your, your question or your situation discussed or answered on the podcast, make sure you hit us up. Uh, what we got in the inbox this week, Jay? Oh, we got it. Well, we got an interesting first question for us and from We got Shanice from Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to Memphistown. Yeah. So okay. she says, she says, my fiance told me he, he had a work-related trip after not returning home for a few hours. I went into panic mode, called him no answer. So I rode to his baby mama's house. Hit, lo and behold, his car was outside. If I was to take him back, would I be telling him it's okay to cheat? Um, You're not necessarily telling him it's okay to cheat, but... He don't have much incentive to or much reason to fear <laughs> you. Um, obviously, a guy can understand that if he's given a second chance and he makes the same mistake, he may never get that chance again. So he will likely move different and, you know, try to resist doing whatever he did. Um, but you taking him back doesn't automatically say anything. Um, it depends on the type of dude you're dealing with, his value system, and how he feels about his relationship with you. Ultimately, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we, I don't know if this is first, if it's first time he cheated or not, or he this is the first time he just got caught. So obviously, if you're gonna take him back, obviously you, the, the wedding is would still be on, right? So I would strongly suggest you know you get to the root of the issue, seek some maybe couples therapy, couples count, premarital counseling. I know a lot of people do that. As well, if you're going to take it back and really just get to the root of the issue, so so taking it back but, to answer your question. Well, yeah. Hold on, let me let me give my opinion on. Okay. 
this a, a dude that would do that like you you living with a woman you engage and you just don't come home that's reckless unreliable behavior to me that's a major yeah. major major issue um yeah. whether whether you knew where he was at or not um that is something that i would be a deal breaker for me um there is a big difference between somebody doing dirt and getting caught up right. and somebody just being so reckless that they just don't come home at all um <laughs> how that seems like it would be very difficult to get past but in order right. for anybody to get past cheating you have to have some very difficult conversations about what the root cause of the cheating was was he just being a thought and just out here running the streets or was there real really some genuine issues he's having with you um as far as satisfaction physical needs uh affection things of that nature um so i i don't think you taking them back automatically means anything but don't don't just automatically take him back without having some very very serious conversations yeah exactly that's that's where i always go with that yeah if you just take them back what and it's just whatever we'll just act like nothing ever happened yeah Nine times yeah, ten, he'll probably do it again. You know, I mean, if if, if in another situation, like if if you know he's sleeping with somebody else, and you just turning a blind eye to it, you may be ready. You you might need to be in an open relationship where yep. he could be open and honest with you about what he's actually doing. You can have some boundaries or some rules in place, like so it, it just depends on what y'all are comfortable with but you have to be able to discuss all aspects of it because it's you know it's 2022 like everybody's not monogamous as a matter of fact most people aren't monogamous so that's i mean and it's getting to the point where it's it's not even you know being in a was it polygamous relationship. probably more even, polygamous yeah yeah it, it's 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 getting to the point now it's not even considered a taboo anymore i mean obviously you know we we've had a couple of guests you know speak about this right before yeah non-monogamous non where you're open up with your spouse like you have one person that you paying bills with and you actually you know building a life with but one person or both people have the freedom to explore other activities with other people and as long as you can be transparent about it and not neglect your household or your relationship that can work for some people you know um it really just it's all about finding somebody that's on your same page you know depending on the situation you might have a, a guy that occasionally sleeps with other women and you may have a, a, a woman that occasionally sleeps with other women too you know like so as long as they they can stay out of their feelings and not let insecurities right. get the best of them, they should be good. Exactly. Um, but I, I don't think most people fit that description. So situations like this usually <laughs> usually go south. Cause some, yep. I mean they you get they're exciting mentally, physically, etc. But they 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 open the box for more problems than pleasure. So in a lot of cases, it's not even worth it to do to to go there. Exactly. What else we got, man? We got our second question. Actually, leads into our next question. We got Icy from South Carolina. Um, she wants to know: Is monogamy a dying relationship idea? Um, I, I don't think it was ever anything that was natural. You know, that's why right. that's why it's so difficult to do and requires so much effort. Um, I think just the way that our society is set up. There's less incentive for guys to, to get married or settle down. 
um, what the, the experiences that they're having with women don't uh, aren't conducive to long-term relationships. And so right. a lot of guys are shunning away from marrying women and having kids because of all the stress and financial commitment that, that it uh, opens them up to. Um, right. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, like you said, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, uh, it's, uh, is it a dying thing? Not necessarily, but I I think you posted. Yeah, I mean, posted, statistically is, is yeah. there's a lot less people that get married now. Um, I think marriage is, if I'm not mistaken, marriage is at one of his lowest points since, you know, in whatever 50 right. years that a, a long time. And, and so there's a video you posted, I think it was a Nick Cannon video where he was talking about basically it's not natural to be, for a man to be in a monogamous relationship. It's you know, not. At, at a day, even since the beginning of time. But, you know, and that's the thing I think people don't talk about, you know, especially when you talk about this with women, because you, you, you sat up there constantly and they look at you like crazy, like what? Like they look at you with a deer in the headlights saying something like that. Because it was a lot yeah, of women it's that disagreed with that. It's interesting when you talk about like when, when somebody's talking about men and they compare men are hunters, he'll chase you, he'll do this. Like <laughs> women will buy all into that bullshit, right? right? But when you talk about sexual desire, animal instincts, things that are yep. natural, like and like uh, a guy's sexual nature and what he's attracted to is instinctual. He does not have to be taught. He does not have to have nobody teach him how to like what he likes. And so the way he responds to it is going to be natural. Um, but and, and it takes effort to, to control or curb those, those urges and desires when you ex- in those predicaments. Exactly. See, because women was like, yeah, when it, when it benefit, you know, when men are the hunters, they, they'll chase you and everything because it benefits them. Right. But as soon as you say, hey, it's not natural for a man to just be with one woman and, you know, he has sexual urges and desires to deal with multiple with. Yeah, that's not the part they want to hear. <laughs> right. Right. All right, man. Uh, look like we are up against the break. Uh, when we get up, we're about to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be bringing on our guests for the night and we'll be talking about online dating. Uh, you are tuned in to the Hoda Husband podcast. We'll be back momentarily. Hi. I'm relationship coach and Arthur Terry Duran, and I am pleased to announce that my book, It's Not That Complicated, is finally available as an audiobook. So if you don't like to read or you just don't have time to read a paperback book, this audiobook is perfect for you. You can listen to it while you're in your car, while you're at work, etc. In the book, I break down how husband material men think and operate in regards to sex, love, and relationships, and I provide real quality insight on how husband material men approach dating. The audiobook is available on audible.com and on iTunes. All you have to do is go to one of the websites and search for my name, Terry Duran. Go download your copy today. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hold a Husband podcast. Tonight we are talking about digital dating. Uh, some of the pros and cons that come with using dating apps or meeting people online. Uh, we have a special guest on tonight that's going to be uh, chopping it up with us. Uh, we got Coach T on, on with us tonight. What's going on, bro? What's happening, guys? Happy to be here. Uh, Glad to have you on. Yeah, man, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, before we get started, can you uh, let our, our viewers know a little bit about you, your background, your relationship status, and how you got into giving advice? 
Yeah, uh, I'm Coach T. Anthony. I'm an online dating coach. Been doing this now for almost 20 years. Um, you know, I help men and women kind of maneuver through the often chaotic jungles of online dating and, <laughs> and kind of take the frustration out of their frustration because I've seen it all, obviously. Wow. So, um, you know, cause that's what I do. I started way back in the day before online dating even came out. I was on America Online, you know, cutting it up in the chat rooms, you know, getting <laughs> dates, doing that. Right. And uh, from there, I moved Match, you know, Match.com came out in 95, didn't get mm. going until about 99. But then once I mastered that, it was kind of over. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was helping friends and family for years as I was doing a parallel corporate job um, in investigations and auditing. And I was just kind of, you know, it was a side hustle. I was, you know, charging 50 bucks a pop to help mm. people with the profiles. And, uh, you know, in the corporate world, I kept getting laid off. Our teams kept, kept getting dismantled. So wow. 2008, I said, maybe I should maybe try and switch I this to, to a professional um, thing. So then I start working on social media and just slowly moving toward uh, this as a as my profession. And sure enough, I got laid off for the last time and I was like, that's it. <laughs> I sold everything, my houses, my cars, became a minimalist and um, just did this full time. It was a struggle in the beginning, but now it's uh, it's uh, definitely rewarding. Right. That's what's up, man. Um, as far so since you've been seeing the transition on how dating and interactions have been online, because uh, I was an early adopter too. I was on, I remember I was getting smashing chicks off a of college club, uh, Black Planet, things, Black things, Planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I like you said, all it takes is a chat, being the ability to chat. If you yeah. and I can type fast, so I can type real fast, have them <laughs> laughing from the chat. Um, you can have if you can have a good conversation with a woman, the panties just slowly come off, you know. Uh, but one thing that I, I when I talk about dating uh, or using dating apps and being online, uh, for men that are successful women in real life, they're they're not really reliant on dating apps. That's more kind of like something to do when they just sitting there watching a game or whatever the case may be. Now it's you know high risk is no no you know then like you ain't really losing nothing. It ain't really costing you nothing to sit there and have a conversation. So what what? with your clients now or what is what are some of the issues that guys uh, are having with dating online one they can't afford it you know a lot of guys that come to me don't have a bag they can't even hire <clears throat> me so it's wow. like i i can't you know i and not to mention i got 27 28 29 year old men that are virgins that come to me oh and, wow yeah wait do you have any any success stories of how you changed that? You know, how they went, did any of them go from being a virgin to not being a virgin after they, you know, did consultations with you? Uh, no, I don't. And this okay. is why. <laughs> All right. Tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because most of these guys have downloaded so much fucking garbage from hmm. uh, the internet. They're, they're Reddit babies. You know, so every time I try to help them, I'm like, I'm like mouth, mouth, it's mouthwatering. Like, I'm like, you know, salivating. Like, this is, I, I can do no, nothing but good with a guy right. who's a virgin, right? 
you would think. However, so what happens is I say, okay, we're going to need, need to get you a photo shoot and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. I'm not getting a photo shoot. That's going to make me look try hard. And I'm like, dude, you're a virgin. You need to try harder. What are you talking you're about? You're hiring a coach. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're reaching out to a coach, something's right. wrong. You're doing it. Well, you have an issue. That's oh. the problem. Everyone wants help, but they want it in their own terms, in their right. own comfort zone. They don't want to get off the couch. They want to. They want to stay in this box, right? And ha and have me. I said, I'm a coach. I'm not a magician. I can't just, you know, wave my wand and get you laid. It's going to take work. Look, I'm five seven. I've been chunking my whole life. I've done fine, but I know right. how to compete. I know how to get out there and compete with good right. photos and a bio upgrade the apps. You know, I know how to do it. And I can help you to do it. And it's just like that, that's a big deal. Well, I've never I've been married almost I've been yeah. married 17 years. So I've never had to like have a dating profile or whatnot. But is is that that's a real thing, like taking a photo shoot that for your profile pictures and stuff? Like that's yeah. I, I oh, think yeah. I, oh yeah. Yes, because oh. here's here's the deal. You know, the selfies and the dark, dingy photos with the red light around your eyes. Those just, you know, if you're six foot two and you're a good looking guy, you can have the stupidest photos on there and you'll still get, <laughs> you'll still smash. It won't matter. But if you're, if you, if you are, are an average guy, let's just be real. If you're an average guy, you're five, eight, you're, you're overweight, you know, there's, <laughs> you got to do stuff, right? You got to get, you got to put yourself to compete. It's marketing. You don't want to compete. Yeah. It's marketing. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And a lot of these guys are like, oh, I'm not spending no money on online dating. Oh, I'm not giving any money. I was wow. like, yeah, I, and I, I try to get into their mindset and say, hey. That's that's not realistic, though. I mean, at all. Even if yeah. you're dating anywhere, haircut, money. cologne, clothes, you know, like you, you're, you have to spend money to be a desirable guy. Yeah. Right? Well, that's common sense, right? I mean, I try to tell them, like, have you ever been to a ladies' night at a bar? And they go, yeah. Hey, did you pay at the door? Yes. Okay, so you paid 25, 30 bucks to get in to talk to women for one night, but you won't pay $30 a month to talk to as many women as you want. I mean, mind you, you, you buy, mind you, if you bought drinks in the club, you paid more than that. Uh, Coach, once again, the Reddit baby, like, what is that? Is that like an incel or something? MGTOW, a lot of MGTOW, they, you know, they give up before uh, they even try, right? Mm -hmm. They may be introverted. They may be, you know, they might have found these forums of MGTOW or whatever. And let right. me tell you, 90% of the guys that feel this way are good looking guys. <laughs> they're not there's nothing wrong with them except for their mindset and the and what they've they've and so, so they're afraid the of the rejection that they don't want to be rejected by the women or what what is it the the real issue well it's it's for for an introvert uh, getting rejected is super painful right so i it, it, i have a client and i always teach them the rejection foolproof tool that i use and i say you know, I'd rather be rejected and understood than ambiguous in my actions, right? Mm. That means that I'm going full force. I'm going all in. And if right. it doesn't work out, it doesn't sting as much because 
I'm not replaying in my head what I should have said, what I should have done. And all these guys do this. They go half-ass in, their intentions are mediocre at best, and then they get just jolted when they get rejected because they keep wow. replaying this shit over and over in their head. So, so okay, try to help them. So, so what are some of the, the problems that women have with the dating online? Oh, well, that's, this is a whole different ballgame for women. Okay. So women, so guys, so if guys get kind of rejected or something goes wrong, they're going to get nasty. They're going to be like, hey, um, you know, well, you ain't hot anyway. And they just kind of get their ego bruised. Women, on the other hand, from client interaction, they'll spend 30 minutes on one conversation trying to educate a stranger on how to talk to them. And they do it all the time, <laughs> all the time. And, and, and then they say, oh, it's too frustrating. All men are bad. All men are this and all men are that because they, they, they just have this need, constant need to educate these strangers. I'm like, you're not even interested in this guy. And you just spent 30 minutes of your time. How mm. valuable is your time? What's it worth? Yeah. Right. Uh, see, the women that I talk to, um, one of the biggest issues that they the report with when it comes to dating apps, they get overwhelmed. If they're cute, yeah. they got some hot selfies. Their inbox is flooded. They got they yep. got all kind of dick pics. They got all kind mm -hmm. of thirst traps and all this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get it, you know. And then that they're kind of turned off by the the logistics of it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm explaining to them. I'm like, man, from a guy perspective, you copy and paste the same message. Hey, I'm T. I'm from this. Uh, you know, like. It, you got to make it sound unique, but re realistically, I'm going to copy and paste it. Hey, I saw your profile. Where are you from? You know, like, we should have mm -hmm. a drink. But a lot of women take offense to that. Like, they, they feel like they should have some customized approach. It's like, nah. Yeah. Men, yeah. men use a, a system, you know, when it comes right. to repetitiveness and having success with women. Um, yeah. So that's the issue that they have. I, I wouldn't have thought about, you know, wasting their time arguing. I thought that's what they do on social media. Oh, well, they, they treat online dating like social media sometimes. That's why when they come to me, I quickly remove them from the apps that they're on and put them on Bumble. So Bumble, mm. it's it's all up to them to make kind of the first, you know, hello, right. or first move or whatever. They're really? Like, well, I'm not familiar with Bumble. What, what, what is Bumble? Though. Bumble is a dating app where um, the the owner came from Tinder and okay. she wanted to do something different. And she created this app called Bumble where the woman makes the first move. So if you match, the guy can't message you. She's got to make the, the, the first move. So she's not going to open up her app and see a bunch of messages. It's all on her to curate her own message to whoever she wants to talk to. And this kind of takes the relief off of them because when they come to me, you know, a lot of women will come to me, like you were saying before, and say, it ain't me. It's not my profile. It's not my photos. It's the but men. It and I'm like, oh, it's the men? <laughs> I said, okay. So she goes, you know why? And I said, why? And she goes, because I get 500 messages a week. And I'm like, that's the problem. You no. are basically <laughs> advertising to everybody. You want to you want to take your profile and and weed people out. You don't want to be for everyone, right? 
So once yep. we weed that out, get the scandalous photos off of there and really sink, it's like, what do you want? Do you want a, a, a serious relationship? Okay, let's say that. And you're going to weed out a lot of these fuck boys. You're not going to weed mm -hmm. them all out, but fuck boys are lazy. They're going to look at this shit and go, I, I ain't messing with this. It's too much. That's too. She knows exactly what she wants. I, I want, I want the profile that says, no fuck boys, no hookups, and it's all negative. That's what the fuck boys go after, because they're right. like, oh, no hookups. She hasn't been with me, right? That's who they go after. Not the ones that know exactly what they want. That's too difficult. They're sitting on their couch. Yeah. They're not going to mess with that. So right. I try to tell women get specific. Uh, get better photos, you know, church clothes, people. That's why I say church clothes. And, you know, so, so no talk. thirst trap. So, so thirst traps on a dating, on a dating profile. That's bad news. It is. If you want something serious. Now, if you're just looking for something <laughs> casual, have at it. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. I, I think a lot of women struggle with that. Like they, how you present yourself is generally how men are going to approach you. So if, if all you got is bikini pics and all, they can see your ass and your titties and your panties, then you are you are going to be approached for sex very, very quickly. Um, and yeah. if you're, and, and most of the guys that women really like, the guys that are husband material, most people that most people would think would be a good father, they're not gonna seriously date a woman that, that, that looks like a thought online, that they friends can got <laughs> pictures of you in your panties. Right. Like, that's just not the woman that he's going to have represent him and not the woman he wants to raise a family with. Um, this is not practical. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, there's this, the Tindler Swindler. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Uh, the Netflix movie about the guy that finessed all these women through the dating apps? It just, it's, it's funny to me because he just happened to finesse uh, women who have money, right? Mm. Like lots of right. money or can access lots of money somehow, you know, why? So the correlation I see is why is it that women with a lot of money fall for this stuff? Are they falling <laughs> for it or are they addicted to the, the drama of it? Right? Because in the movie, they, they even say, oh my God, it was just so great. The airplanes and the, hotels and all this stuff. I right? think it's the wealth. I think it's the wealth part of it. Like a lot of women want the Cinderella. I want this rich Prince Charming to come sweep me off my feet and take me shopping and buy me this and buy me designer. Um, and so that aspect of it is, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've known guys that have done that on a much smaller scale, you know, like they go to All-Star Weekend and say, I used to, I'm a, I'm a former guard or they, they used to be a former, I'm, I'm a, I remember one time when my homeboy was telling chicks, he's, he was a kicker, you know what I'm saying? He was telling, he was a, he was a kicker in the NFL for, it was the NFL All-Star Weekend, I mean, Pro yeah. Bowl Weekend. Mm. So I see guys do it on a small scale because you, if you could sell that you and your athlete or you got some money, that's going to at least get you in the, in the door for, with most women. Absolutely. However, this is where, this is where, you know, if a girl's attracted to that, then why is she giving them money? Well, you know, mm. like, if that's, that's, a, that's and that, you would think a woman would be turned off by a guy asking for money, but no, right. she's, she's attracted to the, the, 
the roller coaster of emotions of not getting right. back to her, not paying her back. You know, uh, you know, I'm looking for, you know, the money in the bank and it's not there. But next week she's on a plane with him. So and, and, and the crazy part is, they a lot of times they keep giving them more money. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they they, they yeah. bought into the notion that the guy is rich. Yeah. So he can easily pay. They it think back. they're gonna get it. Yeah, they think yeah. they're gonna get it back. Like that, right. his finesse game was on on a on a million um, by you know faking it, you know acting like you got it, man. That's a big deal. You know, I mean, if you meet somebody and and they in a Rolls Royce and they they in the VIP suite and stuff like that, when you met them, it, I, I mean, it's hard to guess. You know, anybody can be right. deceived. And so I, I don't want women to feel like it's your fault anytime a guy deceives you. No, um, right. but some things that are, if it's too good to be true, though, it's probably too good to be true. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, do some, do some investigating before you just jump off a bridge and take out a yeah. loan for a dude. That, you know what I'm saying? That I mean, even, yeah, the loan, the loans and all that, it's just, that's a too much. I just can't handle it. Taking money out, out your 401k for me. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, so, but for, you know, to be honest though, for guys, they can easily uh, make themselves, like when I lived in Dallas, I lived downtown in a condo. Mm. I, I had a big pool that overlooked the city. I mean, it was, it was my logistical wingman. That's what I called it. I, it was okay. perfect. And all my friends would come from Plano, Texas. That's about 45 hour. minutes away to pregame at my condo because uh, my pool had a DJ. It was just the place to be. So we, wow. I'm on That's OK Cupid. I'm, I'm setting up dates for the weekend as I go out <laughs> with my boys. Like, hey, if you're downtown, you know, hit me up. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so, and it happens. One o'clock, that nothing's going on. They're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's down here. And uh, my boys, my boys are like, talking to these women and and they and they say hey why don't you come back to my place and as soon as they say they live 45 minutes away in some apartment <laughs> in the suburbs in the suburbs i could just see her soul just drop from her body like, I, ain't, like, I ain't going to plano i don't know you and I, i'm just like hey, uh -huh. my, my place is right there you see the pool at the window That's me. <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, so, so yeah, it's not, so, so, it's not hard to do. It just right. takes a little, you know. So you've enticed, right? So you've enticed a number of women, you know, to come to your condo in downtown Dallas. Yeah, just just off the pool alone. Oh, and, and they always see and the obviously pool. I, my dates nice happen across the street with a big window that sees that's that's my pool and the DJ. Yeah, and they always say, "Man, it looks like a party going on up there." Well, funny, funny you mentioned that. That's my place. <laughs> <laughs> every week, man, it was so easy. And these guys are spending $800 on a car, $1,500 on an apartment in the suburbs. And I'm mm -hmm. like, get rid of the car. I had a corporate car. So I okay. would, and you know, I got it from Hertz right next door to my place every Monday. Wow. I'd go, yeah. So I would Uber <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, Get rid of some of this Perfect. shit. Get your ass downtown where the where it's all. I mean, why are you spending fifteen hundred dollars in a suburb of an apartment that looks like something out of the movie Office Space? Like <laughs> what? What do you see? Doing? That's smart. I mean, uh, I think about is... like how easy it is for an intelligent guy to succeed on the dating scene with just common sense. 
like just just what you did like that kind of that it it kind of summarizes how i would approach going out to bars and stuff like putting yourself in a position to constantly see attractive women so what would i do i would stand by the restroom or by the bar that's what cute chicks like are walking it. to get a drink or walking to the restroom so oh, you yeah. you can see everybody as they coming in like you got to get on the the busy paths in the club but see those those are things that guys have to learn because they're the yeah. ones pursuing women you know i'm in the club looking like oh man he's in a, he got the good spot so I, I i would be looking at and paying attention to stuff like that in the club um so you you locking down downtown dallas that was real player i i uh, I like the strategic nature of of your setup. Uh, absolutely, I I echo that. Now, I, I, uh, just remember, I'm five seven, a little chunky. I know that I have to compete. I have to do things right. that are above and beyond. You know, a lot of these Pretty other fun. guys might get laid here and there, but what if they were these guys are getting laid? But they really just up their game by getting a logistical wingman. They're, you know, they're doing everything that I'm doing. <laughs> they would be smashing every massive. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Coach, of course, you that you got into this. You said twenty, what twenty years ago, right? So how is the all back when you got to it? All I did was considered taboo. So how has it changed from then to now? Well, it, it, as soon as the swipe app came out, as soon as Tinder came out, it just, the, mm -hmm. the taboo went away. I mean, the mm -hmm. taboo was, was like, oh, you know, there's nothing but uh, people that are desperate that are utilizing dating apps. But the, the statistics are out there now. So many millions of people are utilizing it. So many relationships have come together. Mm -hmm. Marriages have come together. You can't deny it, that, it's, it, that it works, right? And yep. Yeah, how you there, don't matter. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the easiest game in town. If you know how to use it, you, you're confident and you have patience. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people just get so frustrated. And then guys just are so egotistical that they mm -hmm. don't so, they don't use it right. So, of course, then they go, it doesn't work unless you're six foot two and you're a good looking guy. I, so let me ask nope. you this. What are your what are your rules as far? OK, so like as far as a dating app or when it when it comes to shooting your shot at chicks um do you have a cutoff of a chick not responding to your messages like how do you manage who you talk to and who you cut off when it comes to the dating app well it just depends on on the vibe i mean if i really if i really like her i'll give her a little bit more time right and i'll even send a, a message or a text or whatever but I take my clients through a blueprint and mm -hmm. I don't, I tell them, don't, let's not mess around here. All right. We want to weed people out quickly. We want to match with someone. We want to chat with someone. Then we want to go straight to video chat, right? We want to yeah. make sure that there's That's some smart. type of good back and forth. There's mm -hmm. uh, good chemistry. And then we can maybe exchange some phone numbers and set up a real date, go on a coffee date, whatever. But I want to get through this whole process within a week. So if someone's not, you know, messaging me back through the chat, that's the big, that's the first stage. I'm, I'm like, if, if, if this is what I have to look forward to, then I don't really want to keep continuing trying to, you know, right. talk to this person. You just go to the next one. Oh. That makes Ooh. sense. That makes sense. Um, 
I, I would think that in today's generation there would be less patience. Um, but I'm glad you said it because you might you might meet somebody that don't open the app every day or you know something something yeah. to that effect. So you can't just assume that they ignored you or whatever. So yeah, you you do have to exercise some patience. Uh, to me, I think you have to be more secure to deal with dating on, on the app because the person that you're talking to is almost guaranteed to be talking to other people. Um, and so that that creates a lot of insecurity with a lot of people, um, especially the ones that are anxious to be in a relationship. Um, yeah, no, that's no, that's no, no doubt because I know a lot of clients always come to me and say, hey, should I ask them if they're you know seeing someone else or if i'm like no just assume they are yeah guess what of course. you should be too you know <laughs> right i mean let's not put all our eggs in one basket here this is online dating you suppose i would at least be talking to three or four people don't go above that it's just chaos right but as you're talking to these people three or four people you start to get a bigger, a better vibe, and in your mind, you start to like one, two, three, four, of who you, of who you're liking, who you like, not liking. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're only talking to one person, now you're really putting yourself in a hole, because you're <clears> like, <throat> oh my god, now your insecurity comes up. Is he talking to someone else? It, you know, is this happening? Blah blah blah, and that's that's a that's a train wreck waiting to happen especially when <laughs> you send that message off saying hey i really like you uh you know i just want to really just talk and they set some crazy boundary of let's just me and you talk and the other person <laughs> other person's probably like yeah right yeah i'm exactly. gonna just stop talking to everybody and just talk to you right and it never works out never works out so i just say be flexible have fun just you know it's online dating. We're not even, you haven't even gone out with this person yet. Let's not try to control them in the first right. week and a half, right? Right. Now, uh, Coach, does, does, um, do you think online dating, does it increase it, the chance that somebody, you'll get ghosted by somebody? Yeah, absolutely. Ghosting is, is par for the course. You're going to have to, you know, just get used to it. Now, I teach all my clients to, uh, send uh, these certain texts, these scripts, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. unless you're safe, unless you're in fear of your safety, you should never ghost anyone, because okay. I believe in karma, and I believe karma never loses a fucking address. So mm. I tell my clients, <laughs> don't do it, because it'll come back to you, right? So gotcha. if you're not in fear of your life, it's not something that ha something crazy happened or whatever. Send them a text that say, hey. You know, I want to respect your time and mine. I really appreciate seeing you last night. I didn't feel the spark. Um, you know, I wish you the best. Um, you know, something like that. And okay. they might get a shitty response in return, but you've done yeah. the right thing. So you can feel good that you did, you know, you, you've done the right thing. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people, and here's, here's, what ha here's what really happens. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from my experience. So every time a lot of times when i do the right thing i get this response from women that say well why why were you even interested in me why did you ask me out why did you do this and i say it's called, it's called fucking dating that's, that's how it works. right and it's that's how women react women will react in that in that tone like oh my god i, I can't believe you wasted my time 
yada, yada, yada. They get all upset and mad. Men will yeah. be like, well, screw you. You're not that pretty anyway. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, a total right. different uh, dichotomy when it comes to getting ghosted in their responses back. But you get that enough, right? You don't want to do the right thing anymore. So then you, you're back to ghosting. So that's kind of how the, the roller coaster works with ghosting because nobody wants to get the, br the brunt of that. You're doing right. the right thing and then they say all that you know, stuff and it's like, then you gotta say, well, what do you mean? It's, we're dating, you know? I'm trying to get to know you. I don't like you, so <laughs> I'm letting you off the Keep hook Keep it moving. Here. Keep it moving. All right, I gotta, I gotta, wanted to know your thoughts on, with the way you've been following the evolution of the dating apps. Um, how do you think the metaverse and augmented reality is going to impact dating apps or online dating going forward? That's a great question. I, I think metaverse is going to be completely separate and different. I'm mm -hmm. already in the metaverse checking things out. People are, are going on dates. They're walking down uh, in Vegas down the, you know, the, the, the strip mm -hmm. as an avatar holding hands. You can go in a store. And, <laughs> yeah. You can go into a comedy club and real comedians are doing a metaverse comedy show. And wow. you go in and I use, you know, a, a, a token. Uh, it's a crypto token, right? To buy a ticket for me and whoever I'm on a date with. And we go in and watch the show. And it's avatars. <laughs> the, the comedian's an avatar, right? But it's going to be one of those deals where I, I come home and say I'm, I'm, I'm seeing someone and she lives three hours away. And I worked a long day. She worked a long day. But we want to go out and do something. We put on our goggles and we can go anywhere we want. We can go see. We can take a tour of uh, the Egyptian pyramids. We can go to Rome. We can go to London. You know, Piccadilly mm -hmm. Circus. We can do all kinds of stuff. Still have a good time. And um, and not skip a beat until we see each other. That's where I think the metaverse dating is going to supplement. Wow, the dating. That's Long distance relationships. That, yeah, I, I I had never thought about. I, when I talked about it, I thought about porn. I, I was thinking like, how the once the porn industry get a hold of it, it's gonna be crazy. You know, digital prostitution, and you know they Man. got sensors and stuff you can put on your penis and stuff like that so i'm just thinking yeah. about the extremes but yeah. what you what you just said a, a virtual date night a virtual we can go you know and you're paying for it through through a digital wallet and all that so that that was a good response man i, I hadn't even you know i ain't put much thought into the metaverse yeah i just see so many different things around me uh talking about it um, and I, you know, like I always say, how you meet somebody does not matter. And I, right. essentially, you can go on a date anywhere because it's just to get to know the person. And yeah. like you said, if we can see something that we got our attention and we laughing and joking and interacting, that's the, that's all you uh, uh, a physical date is, you know. Um, yeah, man, this, this is really interesting. It, I, uh, exactly. I, I've never really talked to nobody that has this much expertise on dating online. So I'm glad we had you on the, on the podcast. Uh, before right. we get up out of here, man, uh, can you let the audience know how they can get your services, where they can find you? Uh, let them know, uh, do some marketing. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm always on Instagram. I'm kind of like Fonzie that way. I don't have a <laughs> website. 
I kind of hang out on there. So I always say, follow me on Instagram at the day coach, slide into my DMS, try not to trip and fall. Um, I just, <laughs> I just came out with a book. It's in the link is in my bio. It's called online dating secrets. Um, you can get it for $19.99 right now. If you use discount code BAL22. All right, man. Um, All right. Well, I definitely appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, before we get Absolutely. up out of here, man, I want to uh, I want to give a shout out to my man, Brother Soul Productions, for keeping us nice with our background audio. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our supporters, those of you that have been donating to our Cash App and our PayPal. Keep the donations coming. Uh, Jay, man, yeah. I appreciate you linking up with me to get this episode so, knocked out. I really enjoy the conversation. Uh, and Coach T, man, we definitely got to have you on in the future, man. I enjoy the conversation, bro. Yeah, sounds good. Is, good to be here, guys. Absolutely. This man. has been another episode of the Hold a Husband Podcast, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.